It's Sleepers Podcast. This is an unprecedented podcast episode. Monday, December 18th. First off, happy holiday week. We're a week away from Christmas. That's lovely. Uh, We have some holiday plans coming. Carter and I just recorded like three hours worth of recaps. We're still here making sure the Monday episode's ready in your ear waves as soon as you wake up Monday morning. Uh, It's also a power hour episode. It's 12.05 a.m. Eastern on a Monday morning right now. And we are about to begin a power hour in celebration of crossing the 90 Discord users threshold. Um, Can we make something known, though? Like, if we're doing this, there's stuff that comes with this. Um, I'm recording this in my basement. That's typically where I do it for everyone who comments on the stairs in the background. I'm in my basement. If we're doing a power hour at some point, Gregory, you know how I operate. I'm going to have to pee at least four times. Please don't, because I have to edit it, and I don't want to have to chop it. We can get in and out of here in an hour. Can't you just leave it? No. Well, I mean, maybe, but then I got a monologue. Let's let's just rock, okay? We'll deal with the circumstances when they get here. Uh, (laughs) This is a celebration, so do you want to do you want to take the first sip? I do. Um, I like I said on the other episode, I don't take any of this for granted whatsoever. And I enjoy every second of it. I don't care if it's, you know, make up an excuse to be inconvenient or something like that. I don't know. It's it's not a second of this ever feels inconvenient to me. And I truly enjoy doing it. And I believe in us. And I always will. And there is no other us. And I I call it cocky, call it what it is. There is no other us. I'm sorry. It's about to make me cry on a Zoom call at 12.07 a.m. I thought we didn't have time to get sentimental. And now here you are just speaking from the heart. I appreciate it. I didn't expect that from you. I'm just saying there's not another us. And that's that's fine. But it's there isn't one. All right. Well, I echo these thoughts. This should be a fun episode. I love you. I appreciate all the sacrifices you make on behalf of us and my stupidity that i bring to you on a daily basis uh here we are cheers first sip of uh i guess honestly this is a good push to us to finish in an hour because this is a power hour that doesn't end at 60 minutes we're taking a sip every minute until this episode's done so you you have a timer uh no but i can all here i'll just start my stopwatch okay but you got to remember to start it after we take one too so stopwatch ready set Go. go All right, we're going to start with uh, your Carter Elliott YouTube comment of the day. What do you got? Uh, We are going to go with this one. And uh, it is actually a recent one that was on one of our more, uh, one of our uploads that just came up that we just worked on a couple hours ago. But it says that, I'm sorry to pull out the comments that are all about us, but Carter and Greg are some of my favorite people to listen to in college basketball. Who knew what? A suggested video page would lead me to this channel. I appreciate everything you guys do. Thank I, you. That, Who said that? It makes, hmm? Who said that? What's what is his name? It's just a bunch of numbers. Did you make that up? No, I didn't. Oh well, I appreciate that. A bunch of numbers. That's nice. No, it came from what is it? John Lee. So not a bunch of numbers. 
Well, it's a bunch of numbers, but like John Lee is in the middle of it, I guess. Maybe just say John Lee then instead of a bunch of numbers. I mean, it's John Lee and then a bunch of numbers. Shout out John Lee, a bunch of numbers. Uh, we appreciate you. Car, who's your favorite college basketball person to listen to? Oh, two minutes, drink. <laughs> uh, my favorite currently? Mm. Hmm. Oh, man, that's that's a tough question. I probably put Randolph Childress up there. I think he's my favorite person to listen to right now. Love RC, he's fantastic. Love everybody. I love in the RC, man. Love, love all the guys in the field. Sixty-eight. My personal favorite right now, though, is definitely uh, Jay Jay Williams. Why is that your favorite? He's just really, really good, man. I have a lot of respect. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of respect for him and everything he's built. So, all right, let's move to the Discord for um, some comments from the Discord. But give me five seconds. This is not going to be a fun listen to hear me just keep saying drink every two minutes, but drink. Sorry. It's what it is. Should we uh, – is there a better way to, like, signal that it's time to drink? Can you tip your hat? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, also, if you hear me chewing, that's because I'm eating cold Pizza Hut pizza right now. That's It's a low point for sure. Pizza Hut's crazy. That's, that was the go-to order tonight? It's my wife's favorite pizza, which is crazy. Mouth's favorite pizza is Pizza Hut? Like, if we're, like, we're going to order pizza tonight, I give her, like, plenty of good local spots that are not chains that I'm all in for. And she's like, what about Pizza Hut? That's crazy, Mal. We'll have to talk about that eventually. It's a personality flaw for sure. Um, <laughs> all right. We're going to start with a comment that I'm not on the right page for. We're going to start with Boom Fizzle who says, now that Michigan has cleared Juwan to return as head coach, both for health and without punishment for the altercation, do you still think he's done at the end of the season? Um, No, because I think that Michigan's season is actually going to turn around for the most part, like somewhat, and I think that he's actually going to stay. I think he's going to step away on his own doing, or that's what we're going to be told is happening at the end of the season. Um, I don't think he's happy with anything at this point. He's just getting through it. And if Jace leaves, he leaves, which I believe Jace leaves. Jesse says, since Michigan brass clearly has no spine to reprimand either of their head coaches in a significant way for repeat repeatedly getting caught up in the same shit. Uh, I love Harbaugh, just to be clear. Are you a free agent fan until both move on to greener pastures or the administration forces them out? Is that, oh, that that's a question for me, isn't it? Not you. It, it surely isn't for me. <laughs> Am I allowed to drink before the minute comes up before I answer this one? Yeah, let's go ahead and do a little skip on this one. Okay, we'll do that. Actually, you know what we should do? We should do two sips every time I do my hat and then buy two minutes. Okay, I'm in. Okay, so two. Now it's six minutes, I'll come back to you. Okay. Um, I'm not a free agent fan at any point, although I'm a mutant fan. I uh, uh, this These are trying times for me, Car, because I have to figure out, like, do I like Jonathan Smith or not? And do I want to support you, uh, Juwan Howard or not? Like, my, my answer has always been I'm tied to coaches I care about, and I don't really like anything about Juwan, and I don't know enough about Jonathan Smith. So right now I still identify as a Michigan State football fan, and a Michigan basketball fan. Those would be my my sports pronouns, you could say. Um, but they're fluid. <laughs> they're, they're absolutely fluid. And I will say this, uh, like, unequivocally clear. Make this known. This is not going to change. I go where Doug McDaniel goes. 
that would be interesting though because i feel like he might be in the portal so like you are gonna be like i need a i need we're boys with tifton i need a i need to edit for you if that happens i just it's not a joke it's not a bit i go where doug mcdaniel goes like if 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 yeah if that happens i am going where doug mcdaniel goes until Jawan steps away and then they hire jerome tang or somebody else then i might have a a tough decision to make, but on paper, if Jawan Howard was still the coach at Michigan and Doug McDaniel left, I go where Doug McDaniel goes. Um, let's scroll down. A uh, lot of, a lot of banter back and forth with Jesse after his comment, Jesse has another one. He says, is Butler the second best team in the state of Indiana? Uh, no, I think Indiana state is better than Butler. Yeah. That's what Sean Vowles said. He said, he thinks it's Indiana state. Um, isn't Indiana better than both those teams though? Oh yeah, wait, what? Wait, no, but he asked who the second best team is in Indiana. Purdue. Purdue. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, hold on. Indiana's the second best team and Indiana State is third. I think Indiana State could be any of those teams any given night though. Um I know you like your boy, the big fellow. I'm, yeah, but the thing is, people keep talking about him. Uh Swoop is a monster, the point guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. that team is good. I'm very scared for that game. Yeah, you're looking ahead to that game, you could say. I am. Crazy, crazy behavior. Uh, you have a trophy game tonight. Like, come on, lock in. Jonesy says, does the MSU ceiling go up based on the first half alone? Nobody thought they could play that well as a collective group. I believe this came at halftime after the first half against Baylor. Uh, it, it doesn't because I think what they did in that game was what people expected Michigan State to do. So I don't know if it, it it doesn't raise the ceiling. There's just such a discrepancy between like, did people expect Michigan State's bench to shoot twelve for thirteen from the floor? Uh, I'm I'm not even looking at it like that. I'm looking at it as I expected AJ Hogard to be at least serviceable. I think he's been serviceable in games. You just didn't. He, you just, he has, you didn't get things from other awful. guys. He's been awful in other ones. Okay, that's fair. I, I there's still a big gap. You can listen to the whole Michigan State recap that we did, but there, I think there's a big gap between how I viewed this performance from Michigan State and how others did. Like I, I think there were elements that are sustainable Not that were really good. There, there are elements of things that were sustainable. A, AJ Hogard's part is sustainable, mm-hmm. but that game wasn't a thirty point blowout because AJ had fourteen and five. Like <laughs> that's. And I think people are lumping it back in. Like, the dog is back. He had 14 and five. He's done that this year in losses. Like, it, it, your team shot a ridiculous percentage, including every bench guy who normally doesn't play. And we're just like, yeah, they, they just got to do this every game. Like, what? Like, that was that was insane to me. But the ceiling does go up, to answer Jonesy's question. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to take two sips before we do the next one. I think the last 11 power hours that I've done have been with you, by the way. Travis Nelson says, hot take. When Purdue's big three combined for over 70 points, they're pretty good. I don't know if that was actually supposed to be like sarcastic because it sounds a little bit like that. But I, we talked about this in the Purdue video. If those three guys are going to do that, they are the best team in the country. I mean, they are the best team. Sorry. They're the best team in the country now. Like, don't get me wrong. But like. I don't know who's beating them if they do that. UConn's the only team that beats them when they do that. And I still think UConn could. Uh, that's the only one that can, though. Painter's Petting Zoo alumni says, Fletcher Lawyer is a dog. That is all. He's – I'm not giving Fletch the dog uh, mantra yet. 
I think you have to. Because he sh- because he shows up every once in a while. Shows up against the toughest. Okay. Like Doug, there were a lot of you know body language PhD guy. There were a lot of like ball is stopped, ball is out of bounds, and they zoom in, and Caleb Love is talking shit to Fletch, and all Fletch did was go get twenty seven. Like, yeah, true, yeah, very true. I don't know. I was impressed. Um, also, you said he's not a dog. Is he the, no woof woof dog from you? No, there's just like, there's certain dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a there's a Dalmatian, and then there's a pit bull. Yeah, and like Fletch is a. I don't want to throw anyone's dogs like under. Uh, you know what he is? He's a corgi. Not a Bichon Frise. No, he's a corgi. Bichon Free. Is it Frise love- or Free? I love corgis. He's a corgi. Okay. Um, there are definitely different type of dogs. Like if a French bulldog and a golden doodle met, what would happen? Uh, say, save the Frenchie. Well, Drake, um, <laughs> your your dog messed my dog up, though. Let's be honest. Like he messed me. He messed us up. He messed our day up. Your he dog's a stone cold killer. Mister Mouse says New York slice or Detroit style pizza. Detroit. Come Detroit, on. And it's Come not on. even close. Yeah, that's don't don't listen to this man for pizza takes. Come on. It's New York. It's New York slice all day, all day, every day. Detroit pizza's good. Don't get me wrong. All pizza's good though. Um, but like actual Detroit, like if you go to like a Detroit pizza place that's not like a chain, Detroit style pizza is really, really good. But there is no beating a New York slice. This would you rather have literally from Subaru? Would you rather have Buddies or Sabaro? I mean, Sabaro. I know. Sabaro. I would literally, you, you could literally replace Buddies with any food on earth. And my answer, like my death row meal, which I will be on death row one day. I'm going to do something insane. <laughs> at some at some point, there's going to be something horrible that I make a mistake along the way. And I will be getting a large cheese Sabaro pizza. <laughs> That's that is such a crazy statement. Man. That, might be, that might be the worst thing I've ever said on this show. I I will be on death row. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's wild, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Ulamog. <laughs> I love the, the hard pivot just to <laughs> Listen, man. You said before we clicked record on this, you literally said, "Greg, the one thing I need to tell you if we're gonna do this now, if we're gonna start this after midnight." I need you to know, what'd you say? I am not liable for anything I say. I did say that, and I mean that. I hope that applies to me, too. Uh, sorry to our legal team who's going to have to deal with the ramifications. You know what, Cart? I'm not starting a new comment when we're five minute, five seconds away from this. Come on. Ulamog says, sleep freak of the week goes to Painter's Petting Zoo alumni. for helping out the boomer of the Discord with his earbud issues. Sleeper of the week goes to Carter for his innovative use of the TV for his Zoom background. But the Creed concert was a miss. Also a terrific rendition of Jingle Bells. I made it, man. Finally. Damn. Well deserved. I, uh, I My favorite thing about this bit is that Ulamog, I think, actually is very fair to us. Like when one of us is deserving, we win. It's not just see, alternating. See, I'm not, I'm not on, I'm not on board with that. Wow. Ulamog picked this to fill the diversity quota. That's not That's true. It. That's not I true. Was, you earned it over me last no, week. No, I feel like I was a diversity hire for this award. No, you earned it over me last week for sure. Um, yeah, I I I love both of those picks. Painters Petting Zoo alumni. 
Uh, huge, huge in the earbud department in the Discord this week. I, I got to go back to the TV, don't I? The Zoom background's not it. Truthfully, yes. Okay. Uh, there was something like so Carter Elliott charming about you, like really caring about that and really spending time on it. And that's intrinsically us. Okay. Good word. Yeah, I know I'm cooking. You don't want to see me 10 minutes into a power hour. <laughs> like, come on. Good word. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, Koi, love you, Koi. Koi says UConn and Purdue versus the field for the national championship. Who do you have? I'm taking Purdue and UConn, honestly. I'm going to take the field, but I don't feel great about it. Okay, but if you're doing – you can pick three teams. Aren't the three teams you're picking Purdue and UConn? Like, two, those two are in there, aren't you? 100%. I don't think – I think even if you gave me a third team, I would still take the field. Like I, I think I would need five teams to not take the field. What what would when's the last time you took the field? I don't take a lot of fields. I don't. I don't. Uh nah nah. <laughs> you gotta look, man. Come on. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. Are you drinking wine? Uh yeah, I'm out of beer. <laughs> You've been drinking cocktails all night. Yeah, well, I, I drank the beers earlier this weekend, so I got a bottle of uh, Chardonnay here. So we're power-houring Chardonnay after drinking cocktails all night. Yeah. I love you so much. Fam, uh, who I also love, by the way, this is just going to turn to a love fest. Fam says, man, I'm so pumped for the Monday show, winding down my weekend, getting hyped for all the post-weekend takes slash victory shades. No victory shades from Cart yet, but the night is still young. Uh, more importantly, though, I hope fam is shocked that we're power houring during this episode. There will be no victory shades because someone in this program has to act like they've been there and no one else is acting like they've been there. So I need to act like I've been there. My brother in Christ, it was the McLean Cup. I mean, that's something that no, no program can stake their claim to. No, I guess I, I got to I got to maintain my cool. I got to. I don't know, man. I feel like the the moment that a four and five team turns the page to five and five with a 30 point victory against, I mean, ugh, Ray J Dennis. Like that's, that's what dreams are made of. Ray J Dennis has been really good this season, man. He's been great. Yeah. Like you don't win the McLean cup without beating someone great. Baylor's good. They're great. Not good. They're great. What was the halftime score? 47 to 15, 45 to 17. Next comment. Tristan Freeman, Busting Bracket, says, Hey, Greg, which is harder to do? Go unbeaten in Big Ten play or beat Tristan Freeman in a fantasy basketball matchup? Also, shout out to Carter for not being too awful. Uh, we have 10 seconds before the next drink we're supposed to take. I'm going to check and see if I lost to Tristan this week before I answer this question. I haven't changed my lineups in three weeks. Looks like I lost to Tristan this week. That's, you did? Uh, That's embarrassing. No, Tristan's a good team. He's top five team in the league. It's Tristan. Have some pride. You're right. Uh, I believe I play you this week. Ooh. Sleepers bet? Uh, I mean, I do have, with the new NCAA ruling, I got Jalen Cook at my disposal. How are you feeling about our Purdue bet, by the way? Feeling bad about it. I figured. I'm going to eat a lot of pancakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go, go underscore boilers underscore 20 underscore Blake. Uh, we have to acknowledge the underscores because you're, you're an underscore connoisseur. Yeah, you're shaped like an underscore. Is that a compliment? Like a, a sideways underscore would be elite. Yeah, I mean, the underscores are only sideways. No, underscores are horizontal. No, they're not. 
underscores go this way. That's not horizontal. That's horizontal. This that def- that's that's definitely horizontal. I'm sorry. This is vertical. That's uh, horizontal. Uh yes. <laughs> that was a low moment for you. That was. That's so bad. And people are gonna think that's a bit. That's just me being not. That's that's on me. That's on so me. So I but if I'm shaped like a I'm still fixated on that. If I'm shaped like an underscore, that's a win for me. Yeah, it is. Um okay. I had a line in the Dalton Connect freestyle, which there is a hidden secret full version of, by the way, which I sent to Carter and he never commented on. My feelings have been heard about it for two weeks. I, did, I said it, it was fire. I haven't uh, downloaded. There's a line, there's a line in it that says, uh went from a flat bill and a gold chain to a flat build running miles in the cold rain. I thought, hey. it, was a bar. I thought it was a bar. It is a bar. Uh, Somebody, by the way, somebody in the com- I was hoping you would read the comments. Somebody in the comments wants uh, LeBron the musical song. Oh, I saw Andrew Whitney. Just know we're ready. Like that, that, that the drop of a hat, we're ready for that. Uh, also, hat. Um. Anyway, go Boilers twenty. Blake says, question: Which is more difficult? Go three straight seasons undefeated in non-conference against top shelf Power Six competition, or go three straight seasons making the Elite Eight, or making the Final Four one time in three years? a lot of options Blake it is a lot of options options. I think I'm gonna take the easy way out I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna go the conference that's tough it's tough when you play a team year after year and like you know what they do and historically you play them I know like tournament luck and things like that but isn't it kind of hard to dominate three straight years when guys and coaches and players know who you are yes um sorry it took me a full 58 seconds to fully understand and process this question by far the most difficult thing to do of those three options is to go three straight seasons undefeated in non-conference um winning 33 games is harder than winning three games three times in a row like that's all that's all there is to it literally yeah. <laughs> like I, I i want people to realize i this is why this is a really important question from blake like what purdue has done these last three seasons is insanely difficult and insanely special and whether yeah. or not they get any credit for it like we need to do our part remembering that this team is like an all-timer program in this last three years because it's insane it's yeah, and I know we're trying to move through this, but I want to throw this in here really quick. We're not moving. We're going to be here till two a.m. Just accept it. No, we're not. I yeah, we move. are. Yes, no, we are. are. No, yeah, we not. are. My, okay. you have, you don't know my topics. My topics are elite. Okay, that, I understand that, but this needs to be said. There's a way different narrative than there was when Virginia lost to UMBC in the following year than there is this year. I just want to let that be known. Like no one kept bringing up UMBC when Virginia was dominant for that season, they just talked about Virginia being really good. Now, every time Purdue does something good, it's Zach Eady was blessed with great genes and he's tall. And, oh, it's just Purdue. Wait till March. Like, I'm just saying, two different narratives. There's a lot of Zach Eady animosity. Uh, we're going to get to that later in the show. Spoiler alert. Ryan Alliance says, you could do a make or miss section on a video. Teams like Michigan, Iowa, Indiana, Nebraska, USC, St. Mary's, Kansas State, Northwestern, et cetera. And then Ethan said MSU still needs to be involved in that topic. Um, 
What do we? I, I kind of don't know that I follow the make or miss idea. Is that just like, are we buying that team or not? Or like the uh, like up like the season so far? Like, is that team a make or a miss? Yeah, I don't know. I think I want to. I want Ryan the Lion to elaborate on that because I'm very game for that idea. But I want to make sure I understand the concept. Yeah, Michigan right. State would be a miss this season so far too. By the way, yeah, even okay. with the Baylor win. I think that's all our comments. By the way, I think really? That's, yeah. Wow. I think that's it. Pretty good. Um, how how you feeling? We're now twenty nine minutes into a uh, power hour. I'm good. Okay. Good. Should we get to the topic? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of scared. Who's that one lady that came on here talking about Greg is just lit? Like, do you think it's bad for the brand to like do drinking content? Uh, maybe. I don't think so because I think this is just like streamer life, and I think we are more streamers in media than we are like play-by-play guys. Yeah, I agree. Also, like it's always done responsibly, and it's because of a win too. We're not just doing it just because. I mean, we would, but <laughs> also like love me at my best, love me at my worst. You feel me? Like right. If you don't like me at Chardonnay, like you can't have me at the Final Four. Some of my happiest times in life are just like in a random ass hotel room with you, knowing we're ten minutes late for a podcast with Tyler Hansbro. Like, yeah, it's special. You know, those don't come around every once in a while. That's facts. I think we looked at each other in the eyes in the college hoops to go trip more than two people should, and said, "We're not going to do this next year. Let's cherish this." And I still cherish it. I miss those days. Always will. It was really fun. Uh, okay. All right. Great start to the show. We have, I have four topics I'm really proud of. Cart doesn't know about any of these. Um, I feel really good about all of these. We're going to start with the most convoluted, longest one, <laughs> and they'll get progressively easier from here. It's the holiday season, Cart. What's your favorite holiday, by the way, just quickly? Thanksgiving. Yeah, that makes sense. Why does that make sense? I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. That was funny. Christmas is mine by far. Oh, I thought it was Columbus Day for you. It's so good. It's so good. Um, okay, hold on. Let me collect myself. That's twice you've got me to completely break tonight. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, okay, my convoluted topic is uh, I want to give each Big Ten team a Christmas gift. Ooh, okay. What, is, what does each Big Ten team need? Is, is there like is there parameters on this? Like, can it be a player, coach? Like, there are Carter. There are no parameters. We're twenty four minutes into a power hour at twelve thirty two a.m. Eastern on Monday, December eighteenth. You have to go to work tomorrow, and I am still currently unemployed, so I don't. You can do whatever the hell you want in this. All right, bet. Okay. By the way, in essence, don't you employ me now? I mean, you always say this offline, and I'm giving you guys a glimpse into, like, what Sleeper's conversation is. If you break it down very simply, Greg's livelihood somewhat depends on me. My brother, it's not somewhat anymore. It was somewhat when I had two full-time jobs. Like, my brother, you are my entire life at this point. Like, That's scary. That's but also horrifying. <laughs> horrifying but also like the zoom calls that we have set up this week like gotta be somewhat reinforcing 
Oh, 100%. All right, all right, all right, all right. What's one Christmas gift for each Big Ten team? Okay, how do you want to do this? You want to go team by team, or how are we doing it? Um, team by team. Team by team. How all else right. would how else would we do? It? Well, I was waiting for you to take the lead and be like, "Okay, this is the first team." Like, you want me to list them? Yeah, I'm not going to do a lot of leading. Um, hold on, I'll I I will Google the Big Ten team so I don't forget them this time. More clear headed, I would definitely remember them. Okay, we're going to go in alphabetical order, and we're going to start with Illinois. That's not the. That is the first one. Why does Wikipedia have Indiana before Illinois? Oh, because it's split up by divisions. Oh, okay. Uh, Illinois. The gift I would give them is... I would give them Andrew Nebhardt, who transferred to Gonzaga. Andrew Nebhardt or Ryan Nebhardt? Ryan Nebhardt. I, I like Andrew Nevard better as the gift. That's no, I'm gonna give him Ryan. I'm gonna give him Ryan. Like out of the transfer PGs, I think that was the best transfer PG in the class. And I would give I would give that to Illinois instead of giving it to Gonzaga. Uh I would give them hmm, two come to mind. I don't want to just do players every time, but I think a player is the best answer here. The player I would give them is Io DeSumo. You Okay, we're not doing that. Why? Because, like, like well, I'm going to get to Michigan State and give him, like, Draymond. You could, yeah. You can give him uh, okay. There's no rules. Okay. All right. Well, I just – here's why. I think this Illinois team is special, and I feel like the most special player of the Underwood era belongs on most special team. That's I would why. not want Io on this team. Why? I want Terrence Shannon Jr. to be – the one. Yeah, okay. Actually, that's fair. You've swayed me. Okay, my backup option, this team doesn't need, though, but it's the only thing that came to mind. I would get them the uh, the team therapist from Ted Lasso. Just f- strictly for preventative measures. <laughs> Nothing's wrong, just to get ahead just of it. Just strictly for preventative measures. Like, I want, yeah, I want Jason Sudeikis and whatever that woman's name was. Was it Cheryl? Yeah. Cheryl, yeah, I want. I can't believe I remember that. I want Cheryl from Ted Lasso to have her own office in Champaign strictly for preventative measures. Uh, okay, Indiana. What gift would you give Indiana? I would give them a second year of Jalen Hood Shafino. That's nice. That's really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. That's a better answer than my answer, which is I would give uh, – Gabe Cups, a ticket on the Yellow Brick Road to see the Wizard of Oz so that he could ask the Wizard for some courage. Cardio Cups just needs a little courage. And that, on that note, we, we have two drinks. Uh, Iowa is next up. What's one Christmas gift you would give Iowa? Um, One Christmas gift I would give Iowa. That's tough. Um, one Christmas gift I would give Iowa is limit the team to one family member. But the best versions of Iowa have had two family members. Have it like what, the, the did the Luca Garza years have both Murrays on them? One of them did. Yeah, one. I guess. 
Like, I, honestly, I want to get away from family in general for Iowa. That's my one wish. Like, just give me Andrew White. Give me Mike Gasell. Give me Adam Woodbury. Like, um, is it? Oh, what's how was it? What's the dude's name that we met actually on Hoops to Go? I forgot his name. Mel Sambasabi. Yeah, give me Mel Sambasabi. How dare you forget Mel Sambasabi? Sorry, that is just. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um. Yeah, I'd go the other route. I would give them Fran's youngest son. You got to let nepotism go, man. I think we need more McCaffrey's, not less. <laughs> I like why? If, what's like seriously? If Fran leaves, what does Iowa even do? Like, isn't Fran the best thing they've ever had? Even though, wow, that's a sad. Yeah, they probably give the job to another McCaffrey. Like Connor gets the job or something. That's a really sad existence, but like. I think Fran, I think the McCaffrey family is the best that I was ever going to have, unless I consider taking the job, which at this point, I feel like Sleepers is a little higher upside than Iowa as a program. Yeah. You can save it, though. Kind of crazy. Uh, I think Michigan is next. What gift would you give Michigan? But first, two sips. Hmm. <sighs> The gift I would give Michigan is, ooh, it's a tough one. There's a lot of places you could go with this. Um, the gift I would give Michigan is Drum Tang. Wow. With what? this roster, too. Okay. Um, I have two. One's diabolical, the other's less diabolical. Um, the first gift I would give them is Hunter Dickinson. Why? Think if Hunter stayed on this team, they're really good. Would he be the best player in the team? Yeah. Then he, then he would that that we did a whole video of how like that's not how it goes. Maybe not though. Because this team actually has supporting parts. Like if if this version of Terrence Williams was on last year's team, they're really good. They're really good. He just got better. Like if this version of Doug was the point guard on last year's team, they're really good. Like, yeah, you still have Jet an issue defensively, but he Jet was not that bad to crater everything. It was that they had nobody at the four and nobody at point guard. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Aligned. All right. The second one's less diabolical. Um <laughs> Maybe. I would give this team any warm-blooded individual that cares enough to coach without physical altercations and actually wants to show up and do their job at head coach. All right. Anyone. Anyone? Two sips. Anyone except for this guy, Maryland. Uh <laughs> What gift would you give Kevin Willard? <laughs> uh, Deshaun Harris-Smith at the right hand. Hmm. That's not bad. I'd give him Jake Lehman. What about Smotrich? I love Smot. Love him. Michigan State, what gift would you give your team? What gift would I give them? Uh, whole guard transfer papers. That's so mean. Sorry. Um, we both know he's the key to your season. Yeah, that scares me. No, just simply, like, just give me uh, 
give me like a little stocking stuff or just give me Xavier Tillman as a center. I think we'll get it done. I thought you were going to ask for Xavier Booker minutes. No, just give me Xavier Tillman. Mm. That's just a little stocking stuff for an NBA center. Yeah. You're not going to like this one, I don't think, but I feel really, really confident in this answer. I would give this team Matt McQuaid. We got we got Matt McQuaid at home. No, you don't. I know like we like Garrett years from now, but like if you had senior Matt McQuaid on this team at the three, this team's nasty. And McQuaid leads y'all in scoring too, even with Tyson. Ooh, wow. Over Tyson? Even with Tyson. Wow. Okay. I disagree, but okay. Uh, who's next? Minnesota? What would we give Minnesota? Oh, what would I give Minnesota? It's hard not to just like be like low key, like give a Marcus Carr back. Jameson Battle is my answer. He should be there. No, I don't think so. I think Dawson Garcia is better than Jameson Battle, and he held Garcia back. I think he might be better, but I think they could work together. Mm. Maybe. No, honestly, give me a, a Turo back on this team. <laughs> That's such a lame answer. That doesn't help them at all. Like it does, but like. <laughs> That's, a, That's the best front core in the Big Ten. That would be like you with Michigan State being like, give me Marcus Bingham. <laughs> I, I love Bingham. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Nebraska, what would you give him? Greasel. <laughs> I like how this game has just turned into a player every time. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, either that or make make Pinnacle smaller. <laughs> like, realize you're in Nebraska and cut the seating in half. Mm. It was a big arena. Um Huh. I would give Nebraska corn. No. You know what? I want to do my guy a solid. I would give Nebraska guy. What do you mean guy? Like in what in what form? I want a hand deliver guy to Fred Hoiberg, do a handoff drop off in Lincoln. And just do what you want with guy? I mean like, certainly there's limitations to do what you want with Guy. That's crazy. But... I know. I'm just saying, like, what what's he doing? Like, is he running the offense? Or are you I, like... just, I think I think it would make Guy really happy. I think Guy deserves it. Guy's done a great job. I love Guy. And I think he, he could be – I think Guy could be of service anywhere he goes in any organization, but definitely in Nebraska basketball. If you truly love someone, you don't just send them, like, where they want to go. Like, you're just sending Guy – like, you're send, sending a Guy to Nebraska is, like, sending them there to rot away. In the in Lincoln, I, I would send him somewhere else. I disagree. I think he could make Lincoln great. How did Abe Lincoln die? Hmm. How did Abe Lincoln die? I think the gout. <laughs> That's serious. <laughs> I was, why are you laughing? I'm dead ass. There's no way that's real. I literally think he had like a severe case of the gout. <laughs> I think, said I think the gout. I'm, I'm seeing he, he was assassinated. 
Oh, he was by John Wilkes Booth, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a form of the gout. That's not at all. Well, why'd you ask me if you knew? I just wanted to see what you would say. You go, I think the gout. I thought that was so funny. All right. Northwestern. What would you give Northwestern? Oh, let's see here. This, I, I'm sorry that I'm doing players, but it's just the way my mind operates. I'm giving them Derek Pardon back. <laughs> but you're doing like D-list players. Isn't Derek Pardon probably one of the best bigs Northwestern's ever had? No. <laughs> like unequivocally, no. Who's better? Ryan Young? No, Ryan Young was not better than Pardon. You're <laughs> you're sleep on Pardon. What do you think Pardon averaged, dog? I know he averaged better than Ryan Young. Derek Pardon averaged ten and seven in four we need years. That. <laughs> or just, or honestly, just give me Taylor Battle and transfer so I can get Boo Boo and Taylor Battle backcourt. That would be incredible. Um, I'm gonna give Northwestern the gout. <laughs> Come on, man. It's an all-timer moment. No, I'd give a – I don't know. I don't know. I'd give Boo a transfer. <laughs> that doesn't help Northwestern, but – Right. I just want to – I want to see him out. I'm sorry. I don't have a good answer for Northwestern. I'd give him Pat Fitzgerald back. I think they'd like that. Don't encourage your players to touch each other, though. Um who have we not done? We haven't done Purdue, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, Rutgers. Okay, we have five left. Let's do Ohio State. What did you give the Buckeyes? Mm. I would take Mahaffey off the Buckeyes. Okay. little addition by subtraction the way Sensabaugh did? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I would give them new media members. Not a fan of Buckeye media? No. Nope, I'm not. We went to uh like we went all around the conference last year. We saw the way every school operates. I think the media members at Ohio State did a horrible job. I think they gave Holtman a horrible raw deal. I don't think they treat him fairly at all. I think they have their minds made up already. I don't think they know basketball. I don't think they care about basketball. And uh, just point blank, I think like like we've done a lot of Ohio State videos on the channel that nobody watches. And I I think Ohio State fans are getting their Ohio State basketball content from people that don't know basketball. Point blank. Okay. With you there. All right. Good, good hat tip there too. Uh, Penn State, what would you give the Nittany Lions? Fans. No one goes to those games. Shrews. Yeah, sure. I give him I give him Shrews on a lifetime contract. Can I can I get greedy? Just the whole team last year, another year to run it back. Honestly, I might give him Paterno back. Wasn't that the golden days? Wouldn't like that would be the happiest version of Penn State fans. 
No. Who's the next team? Rutgers. Okay, let's move on. Rutgers, it's very simple. This is the easiest one. You made this category for this. Rename it. It's it's not Jersey Mike's. It's the Rack. That's it. That's simple. It's the Rack. You have everything in place. You're getting Dylan Harper. You're getting Ace Bailey. Just stop playing at Jersey Mike's. I would give them a time machine. This is kind of this is verging on the like I sent this to the Discord. I had a dream about time travel that essentially is the greatest movie ever written. That's another story for another day. But uh I would give them a time machine. And whoever's using that time machine, it might be Steve Peichel, it might be somebody else, maybe the athletic dress director, I don't know. I would give them a time machine so that they can go back in time to one moment cart. I would beg them to go back in time to find the Harper parents. I would beg them to find the specific day and time that the Harper parents chose to conceive their first child. I would beg whoever goes back in time to be in the room for the moment that Ron Harper Jr. was conceived. And I would beg whoever went back in time to look Ron Harper Sr. in the eyes and beg this, please have a second child in the next calendar year. Because I need Ron Harper Jr. and Dylan Harper on the same team. That team would win a national championship. One Harper is not enough Harpers. Okay. Uh, I mean, I agree with you, but also like when you break that down, you're just, you're asking someone to make eye contact with Mr. Harper while he's conceiving. That's crazy. Purdue. What one gift would you give Purdue? Before we move on to Purdue, I just want to let it be known that I love Pike. Pike is in my bottom five coaches that I would trust with a time machine. Uh, Purdue's the next team what would I do with Purdue I would get somebody better than Lance Jones on the basketball team I think that's the funniest thing you've ever said truly can I get the full five you said what what? I want to know who the full bottom five are that you wouldn't trust with a time machine Oh, uh, it'd probably be Beard, Will <laughs> Wade, Peichel, Mark Madsen, and, and probably like Dad Mata. No, Juwan? No, probably Dad Mata. Dad Mata is the, the coach I would least trust with it. What do you not trust with Dad? Because Dad has something he could go back to and be great. Like, that's just going back to those Greg Golden teams and he's dominating. What's, There's way too why much why is that something you don't trust? I, I, don't, I, I don't trust Thad Mata in today's day and age with Conley and, uh, you know, what was what his name? Dick I, don't, I don't know. You, you saying Thad Mata going back to when he was good is not as bad of a thing as Chris Beard or Will Wade. I just don't, I, I just don't want them. I mean, I just don't want him bringing back, you know, Deeblers into the world. All right, that seems weird. Um, 
after everything that's been said on this, that's what's weird. Well, just like Pykel's an objectively good guy. Then you name three bad guys, and then you name Thad Mata. Like that that whole list makes no sense. Do I mean, the three do the three bad guys add Juwan and add uh who's the guy that got fired that had cops this house? Oh, uh, Grasso? Yeah. I mean, it's my list, not yours. You're right. I just I, I like when your list makes sense, not don't make sense. Sorry. So Purdue, yeah, would, I, would you, you would give so, Purdue a better Lance Jones. I would. I, yeah, go get a better player than Lance Jones. Is that just Brandon Newman. Yeah. That's crazy. Come on, I was testing you. That's crazy to go there. He's just they're the same player. He's not better than Lance Jones though. They're the same player. Yeah, he's not better. They're the same though. Nah. Maybe. Um. I would give Purdue the gift of the NCAA tournament occurring in December. <laughs> they would be off their third consecutive title. Simple as that. Like, that's not even a troll. It's just like, a, a, I think Purdue fans would be like, yeah, I wish that could happen. Like, that's, that's yeah. literally not a troll. They, they are the best team in NCAA history until yeah. January. Yeah. The Gamebridge boys. Crazy. Yeah, or yeah, the the real answer would be another pandemic. Truly, if we could get another uh another pandemic. A little stimmy going on. Yeah, another another pandemic. If we had another pandemic, the boys would go crazy in, in West Laffey. Okay. <laughs> Final one, Wisconsin. <laughs> I have a good one for Wisconsin. I feel good about this answer. Uh I would give Wisconsin Southern hospitality. The hell does that mean? I just think they're rude. Oh. Okay. I thought, well, yeah, never mind. I was going to say, I thought the fans were nice. The fans were nice. Everything else. Good. Yeah. I think we know what that really was, too, which is sad. Yeah. The second thing I would change is the temperature in the cold center. It was too cold? Yeah, I think that's the only reason they win games is because it's cold in there. It was really cold. It was a cold day, to be fair, though. It was well, like it's always cold in there. What was it? Lucy's? Lacey's? Lacey's. Lacey's Ice Day? Yeah. No, Lucy's. No, it was Lacey's, I think. I'm pretty sure it was Lucy's. It wasn't Lucy's. It was Lacey's. Okay. Or- or something else that wasn't Lucy's. Lucy's is definitely wrong. Um, all right. I I would give them Tyler Hero. Ooh. The state of the Wisconsin program might be completely different if Tyler Hero went to Wisconsin. Wouldn't you just be Connor Seaton? No. Okay. I'm just asking. I don't think so either. But oh, I'm it's not. a fair question to ask. I, I would yeah. say no. All okay. right. That, that was my game. Cheers. Thanks. I We're three beers down by the end of that game. That's good. Two more. Uh, if you're just checking in with us for this segment, we're in the middle of a power hour episode celebrating 90 paid Discord subscribers. If you're still thinking about whether or not to subscribe to the Discord, please do. We need your support. It means the world. Um, the money goes directly to us, by the way. I don't know if we've ever been that pointed about it, but it's essentially the only thing anyone can do to directly financially support us. Right. Literally the only thing. 
So like if you're in your head, like I want to support sleepers, join the Discord. Yeah. Yeah, is what it is. And uh yeah, I think we the price is probably not the cheapest. We know that, but uh those 90 people who have chosen to support us on a monthly basis means the world. We have seen a good amount of churn also. I think we've had like 180 people pay at some point, but some come and they go. We've had people message us and tell us they need to go for a little, they're gonna come back. We support all of it. Just uh, know that that is the one way you can directly support us. If you like any of the content we do, if you like the fact that it's one in the morning on a Monday night, the week before Christmas, and we're power houring uh, after just doing seven preview recap videos and now a full hour and a half long episode with a power hour, that's what you can do. Click the link in the description. You can support us. And uh, like Carter said at the beginning of the show, every person that signs up for that is another push towards us believing in ourselves in a way that, uh, we probably wouldn't if there weren't 90 people paying for us. So means the world. Uh, let's get to topic number two. I have three more. These ones are less convoluted, though. UConn's really good. They might be the second best team in the country. They might be the best team in the country. I'm not ruling that out. But this came up in the pre or the recap that I did with Connor Hope after the UConn-Gonzaga game. And I want to get your thoughts on it. I want to flesh it out a little more. Do you think that UConn is the most likely team to go back to back since the Florida team actually did? Uh, yeah, I do. You don't like just going through the list. There's no other team you think had a better chance to repeat than UConn. I don't. I don't know about that, but if I'm like putting a percentage on how likely this team is to go back to back, I think it'd be higher, just because. Um, when you go through the roster. And this is going to sound bad, and this might sound like a, you know, mid-power hour episode take, but I truly believe this. Is Cam Spencer not doing the same thing that Jordan Hawkins was doing? Yeah. Somewhat? To, to a lesser extent, but somewhat? He is, but I don't like that. Okay, I know. I don't like it either. I hate it more than you do, but I'm just throwing this out there. Then you add in Klingon. Caravan is the best four-man in the country. Stefan Castle is a lottery pick. Hey, wait, come on. What are we doing? Caravan is the best four-man in the country? Come if, on. I'm, if I'm picking fours, Caravan is my first pick. Carter, what are we doing? Who? What four are you picking over Corbin, or over Caravan? Kashad Johnson. I'm taking Caravan right now. I know, like, I know there's a better four-man than this. Think about it. I'm trying. Really? I'm trying. <laughs> it's, it's it's not as crazy as you think, man. Like, Caravan is really, really not the good. best four. He's not the best player in his position he, in the country. He is the best four in the country. He I don't is. know if I'm taking him over KJ Adams. I'm taking Caravan. I love KJ Adams. I'm taking it. For me, it goes Caravan, Kashad Johnson, and probably KJ Adams. I don't think Caravan's better than Olivier Cabo. He is. I don't think he is. Also, this, but I like that's not a given, dog. I'm just saying, I I really like this team, and Hurley's damn good. Hurley's damn good. He's very damn good. I think I'm I'm more afraid of Dan Hurley than I am any coach in recent. Well, like you 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 take last year's team, and you're, you're an advocate of this. Like you said, that Klingon was better than Sonogo. Yes. Okay, so we factor that in. 
caravan, best four in the country. But we need to factor in. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for cutting you off. We need to factor in the fact that now Klingon's not better than Snogo. <laughs> okay. Like caravan, caravan, best four in the country. He's not the best four in the country. That's a crazy statement. Caravan is the best four in the country. Then Stephon Castle, who is a lottery pick talent, a top 10 talent who hasn't even reached his potential. Honest, like this Carter. Let me just read some fours in the country. Is Caravan better than Tristan De Silva? De Silva's not a four. Yes, he is. He's a three. Is Caravan better than Kyle Filipowski? Filipowski's a five. Is Caravan better than Kishad Johnson, who I already said? Yes. Is Caravan better than Grant Nelson? Yes. Oh, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, he's not. <laughs> yes, he is. And I actually want to throw this out there as like an actual question this week. We can get a graphic up for it. Who's a better four man, Alex Caravan or Grant Nelson? I promise you, everyone's going to say Caravan. These were the preseason Carl Malone Award watch list. Grant Nelson, Kashad Johnson, Trayvon Brazil, Tristan De Silva, Deron Holmes, Kyle Filipowski, Graham E.K., Tolu Smith, Norchad Omir, Oso Igadaro, Coleman Hawkins, Bryce Hopkins, Adam Bona, Alex Caravan, Drew Pember, and then five others that I don't think are that good. Yeah, a lot of those guys are five men. I think over half that list is a better player than Caravan. Mm-mm. Honestly, I'm just I've never seen you this infatuated with a Caucasian man. I mean, come on, my brother in Christ. This is sleepers. I mean, what can Caravan do that I can't? Don't make don't put me in that. Don't put what me can in he that. do that I can't? Be honest with me. Let me let me evaluate myself. Okay, okay. All right, let's do it. He can't. Play Division One basketball. You can't play Division One basketball. Right. Okay. That's that. That's what it is. You cannot shoot as good as Alex Caravan. Do you really? Okay. Question. Oh, this is this is about to get out of control. Question. Don't don't ask me what I think you're about to ask me. If my entire life, from the moment I was born until I was 18 years old, was built solely around the mission of making me a Division One basketball player, could I not have played Division One basketball? No. I'm 6'2 with a good wingspan. No. I'm talking like from, from the moment I was two years old, mm-hmm. I was getting a thousand shots up on the Lil Tykes. I don't think you had the athleticism. But can't you work on that though? I mean, you could, but like, could, you like could I'm still... doing, I'm doing box jumps and curls since I was six. You're, I, I mean, maybe. I'm doing lateral agility cones and core workouts since I was seven. If you do that, your ceiling is Kyle Mangus. Who's that? He was, uh, I think he was like D2 National Player of the Year, and he's playing for the Pacers right now. You don't think I could be like a 6'2 Duncan Robinson? Duncan Robinson 6'6", man. Like a 6'2 Duncan Robinson is, is just you. Okay, that was nice. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. I just, uh, yeah, okay. Got it. Caravan. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not buying the caravan thing. Uh, okay. I I have the list up of D1 champs. 
I think it's real. I think UConn is the best chance to go back to back. Um, because you go through a lot of these teams, they lost so much to the NBA. Like going back all the way to uh, this is crazy. Going back all the way to UConn's third last title in 2011. This program's so much better than people give it credit for. Yes. Um, like that that team in 2011 lost a ton. Oh, Carter, why? Why? Just keep it rolling. I have no clue what happened. <laughs> it's rare that teams return key elements of a team like this. And I get like Sonogo and Hawkins were the best two players on last year's team. But I watched this year's UConn team, and I remember Tristan Newton being a triple-double threat. I remember Caravan being on the floor. I remember Klingon being so impactful in 15 minutes a game and wondering what it would look like this year. And I still don't even think it's looked as good as it will look at the end of the year. But this core was there. This core was like the heart of the team during last year's dominant run. And it wasn't even a dom. They were dominant at the beginning of last season and the end of last season. So, and honestly, that's the crazy thing. Their big competition is who? Marquette? Purdue, right? Oh, this, are, they, are, they, are you talking about Big East or like in general? I'm talking, I'm talking the big one. Oh, the, yeah, this ain't, yeah. We, this ain't the Purdue video where we just talk about Big Ten play. No, no, yeah, no, it's uh, so we're, yeah. We're look, we're looking at Purdue, right? Purdue dominant in the non-conference. Mm-hmm. You know who else was dominant in the non-conference? UConn. This UConn core. You know where they were dominant in March. Like that's if if this really comes down to Purdue and UConn. Doesn't UConn love their chances? Oh, they, oh, they, yeah, they love it, and I love their chances too. And isn't Purdue shaking a little bit? Like, I'm just saying. Well, I, we don't even know if we're gonna get there. But if that's really what it comes down to, and that's the only thing that stands to the way of UConn, Fletcher lawyer doesn't want to see Camp Spencer. And you have Tristan Newton as a better player than Braden Smith. Right now, yeah. And you have Alex Caravan as the best four in the country. And you don't have Trey Kaufman-Wren as a top 100 four. If country. I could trade any player in the country to any team right now, it wouldn't even be mine. I would I would give Purdue Alex Caravan. They'd be really good with Alex yeah. Caravan. Listen, Purdue's great too. But you can go watch the Purdue videos on the channel if you want our Purdue. I think Purdue's great. If if I actually get to the NCAA tournament and it's this team or this team, I'm a lot more confident in UConn, even if Purdue's number one coming into that tournament. As am I. Crazy. All right. Smooth transition from UConn into the other team in the tier with UConn at the top of this sport right now, Purdue. I actually have two Purdue topics to end the episode today, Carter. Oh. I'm sure you, you weren't expecting two different ones, but I think it's two different conversations. The first one is this. I think it's time for a serious conversation about the elephant in the room with Purdue. I do not understand how this team can concurrently be 33 and O in non-conference play in the last three regular seasons and also have so little success to their name in March. I don't understand it. If you lined up every single game that this team has played outside of Big Ten play in both the regular season and postseason, 
they would have wins in the top 80% of the toughest opponents they've played. And they would have three losses in the bottom 20%. Mm-hmm. I can't process that. It makes no sense to me. The sample size is now so large in the regular season of how dominant this program is that it's becoming more inexcusable in my mind for the mistakes they've had. Like, it would be easier to explain away the lack of success if this team was actually losing in the Maui Invitational. But the fact that they're not puts a more glaring light on their failures. And I don't think that's fair, but it's it's the truth in my heart and in my mind with how I evaluate this program right now. Why can this Purdue team not win in March? And is it going to change when we get there this season? All right, a couple points we got to touch on here. First of all, for those listening, I'm taking my melatonin right now. It's also mm-hmm. that that time. By for those that aren't watching the full episode, go watch the full episode. Number one, number two, we're in the middle of a power hour, and these are the final two topics. So we've done seven hours of recaps tonight. <laughs> the numbers only keep going up. It was two hours of recaps, and now an hour and a half episode. Let me say, let me say this, G. I I joke about you a lot, and. Not like I, I joke about with you a lot, like, oh, Ken Palm numbers. Oh, these numbers. Oh, this team is good against this team. This team is good against that team. And I'm not downing that whatsoever. Like I, t- I sometimes I say things like, oh, like who cares about Ken Palm? Who cares about analytics? Analytics are a real thing. I use them. I use them to either aid and or negate points that I say. But at the end of the day, there needs to be a real consideration taken that, like, that team just doesn't have it, and I can't explain it. And that's a real thing. Like, some people just don't have it in that situation. And I personally don't think that Purdue is that team unless it happens this year. And if it happens this year, there needs to be serious conversations about that team just doesn't have it. Those players just don't have the mental fortitude to win a hard game or get over that hump. And that's not saying they're bad players at all. There's some great, great basketball players that don't have the mental fortitude to get over the hump. There's some great, great basketball coaches that don't have the mental fortitude to get over the hump. And I'm hearing your resumes. I'm hearing all that. And But at the end of the day, I want to lean back on this. In the book of Kevin Durant, 315, he said, who the fuck wants to look at grass when I'm talking about hoop? Right. Sometimes it comes program. down to that. The family program. Sorry. Sorry, Connie. But sometimes it really does come down to that. And, like, we joke about it. And, like, I'm talking about basketball with you, Greg. I'm like, that guy has that dog in him. You're like, okay, he's good. Yeah, he has that dog in him. But, like, what does he do? Is he turning the ball over? Uh, okay, yeah, that's great. But that guy might just have that dog in him. That guy can win a tough game against a 16 seed. There's great basketball players that just can't get it done and can't get over that hump and can't win in March. It is what it is. Okay, a couple things. I hate the dog in them term. You know I hate that term in general. I know I think- you do, but doesn't it kind of like – isn't it just an overused term, but when you look at it in the core of it, it actually does apply sometimes. Sometimes, yes. But I, I think in general, fans, I don't want to use the C word. I'm going to use the C word. Casual fans uh, use the quote-unquote dog in them term to explain away success or failure. 
Okay. That's all it is. Purdue's great, by the way. I just want to put it out there. Right. But I I think that's like 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 Arizona doesn't have less dog in them because they lost Purdue. But there are fans that are going to be out there being like, Tyler Boswell doesn't have that dog in him. I think that's just stupid. He didn't play well. That has nothing to do with if he has quote unquote dog in him or not. Um, Braden Smith didn't have less dog in him when they lost to Northwestern. It's not a thing. Like I and it, it can be a thing somewhere. But like I think you and I would look at Edie, Smith, and even Lawyer and say they have quote unquote dog in them, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I think those players do. So then what are we doing? I mean, there's a difference in having there's there's a difference between having that dog in you now and having that dog in you when it's when it's critical. That's that's the thing I'm more interested in tapping into here because what I want to know is what changes between December and March. Because every everybody agrees Painter is a genius. He's a great mm-hmm. offensive coach. He gets the most out of his teams. But the team is always better at the beginning of the season than they are at the end of the season. Do you wanna you wanna know what I truly think it is? Yeah. Mental. You think it's just the yips? It, somewhat. Like But that's not- not, not, to, not to relate it to my program, because I truly think this is – and it may, honestly, it makes me mad. Like, you know how – we, we've had conversations offline. You don't know – you know how mad it makes me when we get to the whole, oh, here we go, Izzo, March, new mode, something like that. Like, we even had a conversation in the early days of Sleepers where we uh, had an interview with Matt Costello. And he's like – and we asked him, we're like, is there anything different about March? He goes, No. Like Izzo's the same way he was all this, and like their mindset's the same that it always was. But it it to me, like it's gotta be a mindset team because it's not a talent thing. It's it, it isn't. It's not a scheme thing. Painter's a great coach. It literally has to be mental. That's the only thing. A mental uh, an own mental block, too. Here's my issue with that. I think everything we've talked about, whether it's dog in them whether it's yips, whether that's mental, could all apply to specific players and personnel. I think the issue with Purdue is program-wide. I don't think it's these players. I think these are the best players Painters had. Wait, no, but I'm 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 saying it is a program thing. Yeah, but like it, I'm saying the yips. The yips are a program thing. Wouldn't the wouldn't the yips apply to specific players and not the program as a whole? Like Carson Edwards didn't have the yips. He didn't because Carson Edwards is different. Did Jay Nivey have the yips? Yeah, I think he did. I don't think Jay Nivey had the yips. I, I think he did. I think Jay Nivey was a flawed player. I don't think he had the yips. See, I, I think he did. Did uh, I mean did Travion Williams have the yips? Mm-hmm. I don't think he had the yips. I think he was a flawed player. But See, I, I, I think I, this year's team, I, I don't think this year's team has flawed players. And I don't know if they have the yips. I just, I, I think what I'm trying to say is this, which I, it doesn't feel good to say it out loud at all. But I think I'm going to say it. This might be the power hour talk. I think it's a painter issue. And I think like, I'm, dis- I think I'm discovering that it's a painter issue on the fly right now. And I don't know how to feel about it. I'm I'm kind of scared that you just found like a painter issue, like painters. If not the entire, doing the right, if, like the, if the if the if the entire program has the yips, 
wouldn't that be on one guy to solve? Uh, let's unpack. So you're saying, let's say we switch Izzo and Painter. Is Izzo winning a national title with this team? I don't know. Probably not. Is is, I, is 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 uh? uh what, I think who, if no, I'll say this. I think if Izzo's the head coach of this team, they're not nearly as good in the regular season. Izzo Izzo throws games all the time in the non-conference. He does. We've literally seen it. Like he his whole thing, but which I, and I'm not advocating for throwing games, but like it feels like Painter's entire program is built around we're so dominant in December. And I, maybe that's just a result of what they've won or what they've lost. But, like, I I think you can go back through all of these teams, Cart, and I don't feel like any of them have been playing their best ball coming into March. Yeah. But the thing is, Payne's such a great coach, though. Like, can, can we separate that? It has nothing for a 2-3 zone. Like... That's I feel like this was my eye opening moment, man. Like what the, the that that two three by Tommy Lloyd really set it off. This dude, Matt Painter, has the national player of the year, a point guard who I think is the best point guard in the country, and a third guy who went for twenty seven. And Tommy Lloyd threw out a junk zone. His team doesn't even practice, and Matt Painter's team couldn't score for eleven minutes. Like, and he's supposed to be an offensive genius. It's hard. It's hard to score against his own sometimes. I used to like get so excited when I saw his own at all times. You don't zone me, Cart. You don't zone me. Because you're Alice Caravan, right? That's a coach or a player. You don't zone me. Um, God, no, I just – I don't know. I don't – like, I, I objectively think Painter's awesome, and I really like him, and I'm rooting for him so hard. But I – it's getting harder and harder as they win more and more games in the non-conference. It's getting harder and harder for me to understand why I don't trust them at all in the tournament. Other than Matt Painter. So before we move on to the next topic, and we don't, this is going to be a rapid fire type question. Purdue loses in the first round this year. Should Painter be on the hot seat whatsoever? No, no, you can't. But, but you just said like the frustration's there. I mean, and I'm not saying this as I agree, I'm just asking. You can't fire him because he's too good. He's too he's too good. His team is always too good. Mm-hmm. And look, the Carson Edwards team should have made a Final Four. That's the other elephant in the room, right? Like, the Carson Edwards team got incredibly unlucky to not make a Final Four. Can I can I play a little uh, devil's advocate here? Of course. It's fine that he does that here. It's fine that who does what where. It's fine that Paint does this at Purdue. Because it's Purdue, mm-hmm. and it's paint. What is that? And that, and, that, and that's credit to him. It's not. It, I'm not downing him at all. He can do that here. Oh, is that why paint's never leaving Purdue? He can do that. He can do that here. And that's paint's never going to leave Purdue. Uh, they, are you Are you doing what I think you're doing, Cart? No, you're 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 about to take me to a bad spot that I, that I don't even want to do. Is he a little comfortable? I mean, there's. I mean, is paint just Fran with March? Is paint oh. just Fran with Big Ten success? Like what? Fran, Fran with a seven foot four guy every year. I'm, I'm just saying. I feel like we might have gotten so. I feel like this therapy session might have might have gone south for us. Uh, I will say this: Purdue fans can yell at me in the comments. I hope Purdue fans know enough to know that, like. 
we really do like this program. We really are rooting for this program. We love and respect Matt Painter. We like this team. We love Braden Smith. We love Zach Eady. We will defend all these guys to the death. We literally will. At the same time, I say this with love. This is a program that worships a coach that never made a Final Four. That's crazy to me. I mean, Gene, Gene Cady never made a Final Four. and these These people treat him like he is God's gift to basketball. Wait a minute. For real? Gene Cady never made a Final Four, Carter, in his career. I did not know this until just this moment. You're telling me I couldn't bring my phone out in Harry's Chocolate Shop for a coach that ain't made a Final Four? Gene Cady spent 25 seasons at Purdue. He made the NCAA tournament 17 times out of 25 seasons. He won six Big Ten titles in 25 seasons. He never made a Final Four. How far did he, what's the far as he went? Please tell me he made an Elite Eight. Those are Fran McCaffrey numbers, my dog. He just stayed there 25 years. That's it. Uh, and when I when I asked people in the Discord about this, by the way, I was like, wait a second, what? I asked the Discord about this, and they said, well, he did it during Bobby Knight. That's why we care so much. So we're giving Gene Katie credit for being second? He made it in, tough. His, own, in his own state? Made it tough on the abusive guy that threw chairs. I I wish I was a Purdue like person. So maybe it goes beyond Painter, I guess is what we're saying. Maybe it's but Purdue fans don't seem happy. I'll give them credit for that. Like Purdue fans want more. They don't seem happy, but at the end of the day, to be a Purdue. <laughs> they are happy. You think they're lying? It's fake outrage. Yeah, like to be in good graces with Purdue, you just gotta be there and be present. Fake outrage is a hilarious. Like just, just be there. I didn't like, see that coming. Their, their biggest gripe with Robbie Hummel is he's not there enough. You love Robbie Hummel. I do. I love Robbie Hummel. I do. He's 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 letting the town down by not uh, having a bar there. But like, literally, you can be an absent dad as a Purdue okay. fan. You just got to show up. I will shotgun a beer right now. If you can tell me the person in my phone contacts list that called me today and told me he talked to Robbie Hummel at the bar last night, you get one guess. Last night was was Hummel on the game last night. Yeah, he was. It was. I'll give I'll give you where it happened. It happened in Indianapolis, Indiana. Craig Bowers. Did you see a video of a guy trying to check into a uh was it Mantis? Mantis called me today. <laughs> Mantis Mantis called me asking me if the field of 68 wanted uh wanted Mantis for an interview. <laughs> That's insane, man. I love Mantis. I love him. Said he met Robbie Hall at the bar last night. They had a great time. That's hilarious. Kilroy's? I don't know. I didn't ask. That's a question you should ask. All right, Purdue fans. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, actually, let us know. I don't like to do this this play a lot, but just straight up, I want to know your thoughts on this. Like, I genuinely want to read your thoughts on this. So leave them in the comments so that Cart and I can uh, kind of comb through this. But tell us why. Why do you think it is that Painter can't get over the hump in March? And is it going to change this season? That's what I want to know from you. Where's your head at? 
Can I do one backtrack before we go to the next topic? Quickly. Oh, sorry. My one backtrack was I would put Purdue's campus in Boston. Oh, to the previous topic? Yeah. Why? Because I think everyone in Boston is content. They have the Red Sox. They have, like, you know, they got the Patriots. They're just okay. They got the Bruins. Zidane Char is a fraud, but like they they literally just have it. They just and they're okay. Winners, they just breed winners. They're 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 just okay with everything. Doesn't matter. I don't think that's true at all. They're okay. I don't think that's true. I think you're reading Boston wrong. It would be the first time. <laughs> all right, final topic. Um, sorry, I'm chewing pizza. Well, actually, to be more specific, Pizza Hut bread. People, not is bad. That, is that cold bread? Oh yeah, lukewarm now. Room temperature. Um, so we're we're heading into our fourth and final topic of a power hour episode celebrating ninety paid Discord members. Click the link to join the Discord. This is our six of content tonight on a Monday morning, the week of Christmas. You gotta love it. No. Yeah, can I have a moment, Cart? Do you mind? Yeah. They always tell me nobody's working as hard as you. And even though I laugh it off, it's probably true. Because while all of my closest friends are out partying, I'm just here making all the podcasts that they party to. Is what it is. I saved this topic specifically for last card. It's Purdue related. Do you have any guesses what it is? Zach Eady is not just tall. Is that what it is? So Eric Haslam. <laughs> My guy. Haslametrics, as he goes by. Uh, I believe his real name is Eric Haslam. I don't know that for sure. I don't know the guy. It is. Eric Haslam. Uh, analytics guru, you could say. Statistician. Basketball fan has his own site, Haslametrics. Much like our beloved Evan Miyakawa, shout out Maradona, uh, evanmia.com. Much like your beloved Ken Pom, Ken Pomeroy, guest of the show, friend of the sleepers. Much like Bartorvik, who I don't have any kind words for because Bartorvik never responded to the DM. So um, th- those are kind of the goats. That's the Mount Rushmore of the game, I believe. Haslam, Evan, Ken Pom, Bart. That's the squad. We are notoriously hashtag not a math podcast, but I do like, I, I like the analytics. I don't hate that, that part of the game. Like I'm I'm not one-sided. I'm not here to just eye test it. I do pay attention to that every day with daily picks. Haslam is not a site I have ever gone to. I will say that uh, it's not a site I ever will go to specifically after hearing this take. It's a, it's an all time bad take. And uh, yeah, I'll save my take for later. We'll throw it to you, but Haslam, uh, I want to read the tweet word for word. You can talk while I search the tweet. It's it's bad. It's okay. bad. It's uh, really I'll, I'll start it off with this. I respect Eric Haslam. I've been a follower of his on Twitter. I'll let that be known right now. I unfollowed him today. You did? That's crazy. Uh, the craziest part of this is that you're throwing him in like the Maradona, Ken Palm, Torvik like category. Like let's. Let's have a real, like a real ass conversation about this. Like, come on now. I have the tweet. I have the tweet. 
So John Fanta, beloved friend of the show, John Fanta. Oh, fr- hey, fr- friend of the show? Friend He's of the a friend of the show. Well, he came on the show. John Fanta came on the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, John Fanta is a friend. I'm just saying I'm, I'm joking because you always get at me for saying friend of the show. I say friend of the show about people who have been on the show. You say friend of the show about Haslam and Aaron Torres. Okay, let's draw a line here. John Fanta tweeted the best player in the country and a generational college basketball talent, Zachary Eady. Appreciate the man. I think it's a great tweet. I have no qualms with that tweet. I think it's an accurate tweet. I think Zach Eady is a generational college basketball talent. We should appreciate that man. Eric Haslam, analytics guy, Eric Haslam, decides to quote tweet John Fanta and says, quote, let's pump the brakes a tad. He's seven foot four. Now, on its own, a lot of people would read that tweet and believe that Haslam is being sarcastic. In fact, I had multiple people in my mentions believing that was what he was doing. That's not what he was doing. If you go through and read the mentions underneath his tweet, the replies, people that responded to this, he goes to war for the fact that this man is just large. And that's the large portion of his game is that he is just a tall human being. He goes so far as to point out that LeBron James did not stand out physically from other NBA players which is the worst example he could have possibly chosen. A huge part of who LeBron was was who he was physical stature-wise and what he was able to do at his stature exactly like Zach Eady. It's it's absurd. Uh, Carter, you are the resident big man on the show. We're, I think we both owe like three drinks at this point in the power hour. So let's all take three drinks to Eric Haslam, who has the dumbest Purdue take that I've heard in four days. Since Aaron Torres. Yeah, and I'm going to take a sip right now. Here we go. And let me say this. The first thing I'll preface this with is that if I ever said something like this, I expect people to respond. I respect people to say something about it. I respect people to – I expect people to say something about a a comment that's just wrong in my eyes. And – this this is like a this is an inner turmoil for me because I don't like engaging with this stuff and I don't like it like letting it get me mad. But for some reason, it just bothers me when people say this. Like it truly does because there are. I, I would like to look up the stats. I'll Google it after this. How many seven three people there are in the world? If that's the case, why don't you just go out there and just look up heights, go state by state, get the tallest guy by state. Bam. You get the you get the best basketball team. That's what Eric Haslam thinks. It's it's just like it's I uh, I feel like it's uh, what's the word? It's rude. Like you're disrespecting Zach Eady and his work and what he does and who he is as a basketball player by saying something like this. And it honestly it pisses me off and I'm mad that it does piss me off, but it's just it's it's wrong. Yeah. And I'm glad that there was backlash to it and I'm glad that it wasn't just Purdue people because it's just like, uh, it's, it's an awful take, man. It is. It's awful. And I'm also annoyed that Zach Eady is special. Like that's, that's not up for argument. He's special. And the conversation around him 
at least recently is centered around takes about him being wrong instead of like Zach Eady is a gen like is a generational college basketball player. Yeah. Like yeah, it, I don't, it, I don't it, even know it, how that's up annoying. for debate. I don't even know how it's up for debate at this point. Like how like that's that's what I'm saying. Like you you know like people come to you like, oh no, he's just tall. Oh, it's up. what is up for debate about what he's done? Nothing. Like he he was by far the best player, national player of the year last season on one of the best teams in college basketball. He returned. He's as good as he was last year, which means nobody's going to touch him. <laughs> like, can I, can I say one more thing too? Yeah, of course. What would the conversation be if Zach Eady played for Gonzaga? I don't know about that. I don't know if I buy that. Mm. I don't know I, if I buy that. Maybe I'm, I'm, I I'm I'm getting there. Maybe. I mean, I I would be afraid of the numbers he would put up in the West Coast Conference. If you're saying I mean, that, no, no one ever said anything about it. no one, no one metric wise or ending wise said anything about Zach, said anything about Drew Timmy. Yeah, I don't know why that would be necessarily. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I believe in that angle as much as you do, but um, I'll say this I, I love that you're so annoyed about it for Zach Eady's perspective and for Purdue fans' perspective. And I know you can share sympathies with like just the concept of being a big man that gets picked apart constantly. Like I think big men got to stand out for big men, support big men. Like that's, that's a, that's a motion that I'm here to support. Here's what I'm mad about. It has nothing to do with anything that you said. And I want to make sure my camera is clear for it. Here's what I'm mad about. Here's what I'm mad about. I'm talking, it, it, it I'm, you just said. I'm talking to Ken Palm. I'm talking to, Horvick, who I still haven't even ever talked to, but I got beef with him. I don't like the way he goes about his business. I got uh, Haslam. They, they, these are for you three. Evan Miyakawa, you are saved from this, my friend, because you verbally agreed via text today in the group chat that you would never, and I believe you, my friend, and I support the work you do. Huge part of all the work that I do. You, you make the research happen, Miyakawa. I love you. I support you. I'm sick of these analytics gurus trying to tell media members how to do their job because they're doing a shitty job at their job. Okay. <laughs> like that's, that's what this is. Haslam has no effing idea what he's doing. He has no idea. He has no clue. He's not, he's not saying a thing that makes sense right here. And the only thing that would possibly make sense about this to me is if he saw what Aaron Torres did this week and said, I want, I want some of that. Give me this. I want what he's having. I, I need that. I need, I, I need that. It's ridiculous. And my look, I have seen all of these guys, all of them, take shots at the media for takes they believe are uninformed or sensationalized or just for clicks. You're doing the shittiest job at trying to do what you claim the media do. And it's just embarrassing at this point. And that goes on behalf of all of the analytics sites that are not Evan Miyadaka. I'm hey, I'm just saying. Hey, you you're really spitting right there. It is what is it is it that hard to like admit you were wrong? Yes. Is it? Do you hate it? Oh oh yeah. <laughs> Do you hate it? Uh, man, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just used to being wrong. Actually, I don't think so. I think you and I do a pretty good job of admitting what we're Yeah, I, th I, th I mean, it definitely hurts. Don't get me wrong to be like, oh, shit. Like, I was wrong about that. Excuse my language. Oh, oh snap. Like, I'll that sucks. I was wrong about that take. But some people take that to heart. They will, they will die on that 
Excel spreadsheet L5A category before they, you know, admit they were wrong. Yeah. Excel spreadsheets suck, by the way. You're very good at Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I'm i not a fan of their their capabilities, their game. I mean, you're good at it, though. Give me Docs. Docs can do way more than Sheets can. I mean, Docs, ex, Microsoft Excel and Microsoft Docs or like Google Docs are the same thing, like Google Sheets. Yeah, but just in that relationship, I want to know that Docs are Braden Smith and Sheets are Fletcher Lawyer. Here we go. My What's wrong? that eating? PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go crazy. Go, go crazy. Uh, please forgive us, Ken and uh, Haslam, and, and not you, Bart. You don't have to forgive us, but Ken, Ken and Haslam, please forgive us. We're no. at the end of a three-hour power hour. I don't want Haslam to forgive me. Do we want Ken to? We like Ken still. I do like Ken. Haslam, just be better, bro. Like that's just yeah, uh, that's crazy. We, for the record, I like you, Ken. I'm sorry to come at you, Ken. I don't. We just gotta hold you accountable. But yeah. I like. I like you. I've, I've been waiting for someone to hold us accountable. Yeah. Why hasn't anyone held us accountable? We're not there yet. You're right. I give up. Nope. When we get there, I'll see you there. Meet me there. Don't beat me there. Let's go to one big thing presented by Big B. I also, uh, sorry, the timer has been going. Uh, we both owe a collective 10 sips, but you just took one. So you owe nine sips. I owe 10, which is perfect. One big thing presented by Big B as we uh, take care of our sips. Uh, my one big thing presented by Big B is I, for anyone who is an avid listener of sleepers, I'm not a big moment guy or a big take it in guy, but I will say this. Every single day, especially the holidays too. But every single day is the last day that you will do something too. Like today, I spent a lot of time with my family. I was, I was, I was playing all time quarterback for a game of seven on seven with a bunch of toddlers. And it was a lot of fun. And I think it impacted them. So take the time to actually enjoy these moments in every day, but especially enjoy the moments with family. Sorry for the sentimental route, but I feel that way. Cheers. Did you win that uh, all-time quarterback game? Yeah, I, I was special. I mean, of course you did because you're on both teams, but what were the numbers? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have a lot of unathletic uh, – they're not. They're like my second cousins, my cousin's kids. They're definitely, they're definitely going to be good students. <laughs> There's not many things better than being all-time quarterback in a game of youth football, though. Like, I want that yeah. known. But, like, I, I was throwing them passes. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're you're a student. Well, I was playing with my nephew and two of his neighborhood friends, and we did – yeah, I was all-time quarterback in a game where we, like, alternated who was receiver and who was guarding. Funnest thing ever. I, I spent, like, three hours with them in the dark throwing – honestly, I was, like, pretty off my game. I felt bad. I had to do a lot of like, that's on me, my bad voice. It wasn't great. Um, all right. My one big thing is uh, there's three people on earth I would take a bullet for. And you're third. For real? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I just want that known. I really appreciate you. Um, 
Yeah, I appreciate you. I feel like I've I feel like I've witnessed in this last six hours of recording, I feel like I've witnessed you get a little sentimental at moments, which makes me happy and thankful. Uh you're a good person. You're a great talent in this shit. I've been telling you that for too long. I was telling you that when nobody listened to us. You were telling you were telling me that from the first day. We I didn't even know your name. We were telling me like you're special. Yeah, I think I I was in a room with you for like ten minutes. I literally this is not a joke. Like I think I got introduced to you, and I turned to Mal, and you like went to the bathroom or something. And I was like, that dude's special. <laughs> like I just for whatever reason, man, I've always gravitated towards you as a human. I think you're one of one. You know that as a person and as everything. And uh, yeah, you just you're you're too good at this. You're way too good at this, and you're people. People listen to us because they listen to you. I always truly, at the heart of this, believe that, and I know I'm good at what I do too. But like, I just would much rather do this with you than I would rather do this by myself. And I think I've I've put you in a lot of really tough spots through the years of how bad I want this for myself. That's almost made you come with me. But it's I want you to know that it's from a place of like how bad how how good I think you are. Not that's just it. Like I just I I want to listen to you. When I listen to the shit, I want to listen to you. When I watch the shit, I want to watch you. When I do this shit, I want to do it with you. So uh I appreciate you so much, especially this year when I've had a lot of ups and downs. And it's really fun for me to see this go to a point where I think we're both feeling the success of it a little bit now. Because mm-hmm. you you deserve that more than anything, and I love you, and I genuinely would actually take a bullet for you. Damn, you're actually getting emotional. About to about to get me emotional in here. And at the end of the day, Greg, you know I love at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's always us. It's us. No I matter still, what. I still don't know what that means, though. It's 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 us. No matter if we're firing up the camera or the microphone, it's us. We are us. What if there's no cam or microphone? Is it still us? It's going to be us. So no matter what, it's just us. It's us. It's us. What if it's not us? Then I'm going to tell the dude standing at the corner to fire up his phone because it were us. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. We got to do that. You said we are going at 2 a.m. I'm sorry. Yeah, that means we got 10 full minutes left. You want Anything else you want to get off your chest? We got 10 minutes. No, thank man. I mean, not really. Like, I'm gonna start We're getting at the end things. of a power hour. We might as well. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I appreciate everyone. That's it. Give me a list of people you appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate everyone that listens to this except Lance Jones. <laughs> That's it. Shout out to Connie and Dave, too. Uh, what are you now? Are you chugging liquor now? No, that was just a shot to end it. <laughs> end of the stream. Appreciate y'all. Like, subscribe. Love y'all. Carter out. Goodbye, everybody. We'll be back Tuesday with a much more conventional episode. <laughs>